Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Joe Pubcast. <laughs> Lick the stamp and send it, boys. That's new. Yeah, I told you I've stopped whooping um, at the advice of people that mean a lot to me in my life. So You know, um, my girlfriend didn't realise I whooped too. And she was like, because she said to me, thank God it's just Ollie who whoops. <laughs> 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 no, it's me as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is the luscious tone of uh, Politics Joe's golden boy, Ed Campbell. Glad to have you with us, Ed. Um, I see you've made a little annot- an- an annotation on your notes there. Is that to remind people to leave reviews of the podcast? Oh, you've only given us one star. No, there's on six stars there. One of six, okay. Not too I've drawn bad. six stars on my notepad. Yeah. On my notepad. Sure, mm-hmm. very good. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to have you with us. And of course, as always, Ava Santina, to my left, our political correspondent. Ava, how are you? Great. I think that that lis- listeners will be sad to learn that Ed has a girlfriend. Yeah, they, <laughs> they actually one, will be. That one bloke called Neil, who's always like Ed. Ed, that was great today. <laughs> He's going to be really upset. Hello to Neil. Hope you're, hope you're well, sir. Little hat tip to Neil. How how was our bank holiday uh, weekends, guys? I mean. It's basically been a bank holiday month, hasn't it? Three out of the four. Four day week. A little taster, yeah. No surrender. Three day bender, yeah. Two right. What did you get up to? What did you get up to? Um, Went out for dinner, some friends on Sunday. So, my aforementioned girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Making it real clear that you've got a missus. She goes to another school. (laughs) (laughs) None of you have never met her. She lives in Canada. (laughs) What did you guys do? Uh, yeah, the same. Wholesome. I think after you, when you get to the third bank holiday and you've kind of had enough of being on a bender, you kind of then go for the third one. You're like, this will be a restful bank holiday. Yeah. So mm. that was my move. What about you? I went to Liverpool and it Oof. was the big, you know, Bender Everton might be relegated. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Sure. So you were at the game? Was, yeah, well, you know, yeah. I don't know if you were there. Uh, I don't know. I went to some sort of football thing. <laughs> stop, just stop it. Just stop, just stop this. It's so, it's so painful, right? We, 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 talk, we talked about Man City last week. And I saw a comment on the YouTube channel about you being on your phone during that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Everton home and away on the last day of the season where they stay up. What did you think of Decore's goal? Oh, well, you know. 
I think we were. Is like, it a bit? I can't tell no. if you're pretend. Like what's what's happening? Here? I don't know. All I'm thinking about right now is how I just ate a whole bowl of ramen before we started this, and I am like sweating spice profusely. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to talk normally, yeah, and I'm just overheating. Okay. No, the game was the game was really good. It was actually no, it wasn't good. Okay. No. But we did watch it, rewatch it last night without the pressure that Everton could go down. Mm. And without that Leicester goal that just like threw everyone off, and you know we were being violently sick on each other's faces, but for a couple of minutes. <laughs> I saw that on the. There's a of you being sick. Yeah. <laughs> we're cooking That's that. our premium content. <laughs> Pay for that one. Pay for that one. Yeah, I mean, how long can you maintain the pretense that you don't watch football when you've just admitted to watching the same Everton game twice in a weekend, once at the ground <laughs> and then once after the fact on TV? Oh what I, I go for the smell of grass. Yeah, okay, sure. Very good. Fragrant football pitch. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, glad to have you both with us. Um, first story of the day that we're going to talk about is this, um, well, the deaths in Ely and Cardiff and then the resulting riot and the police lying about that riot. For those of you who aren't familiar with the story, two teenagers um, were killed in Cardiff last week. They were riding an e-bike and that was involved in a road collision. They died. Um the police came out, or more specifically, South Wales Police Crime Commissioner Alan Michael came out uh, the following morning and said it would appear there were rumours and those rumours became rife of a police chase, which wasn't the case. Unfortunately for Alan Michael, quite a few, um, well, ring doorbells and things like that came out showing that that actually was the case. Um, and a riot resulted in which there were fireworks thrown, burned cars, officers getting assaulted and then more people arrested um, because of it. I mean, I guess the question for me here is why is the media so keen to believe the police when they come out and talk about something like this? You know, I understand it if, you know, we're talking about, I don't know, like a terror incident and the police put out a statement being like, this has happened. You kind of go, yeah, okay, fine. In the instance of something like this, there's sort of an unquestioning acceptance of the police's narrative of events. And like I said, the evidence has come out. It's pretty clear that actually um, something pretty nasty has happened. There's more to the story here. Um, yeah, Ava, I don't know. What's your what's your take on this story? I mean, how many times have we seen the police do something like that? Like Stephen Lawrence, just as one, you mm. know, glaring example of evidence that was missed or evidence that was lost. All the, you know, all the way through those, what, 20 years? How long has it been now? Yeah, more And than still that. no justice for him. Most recently, you look at Chris Carver, right? The, he's shot by the Metropolitan Police. The body cam footage mm. shows him wearing his Rolex watch uh, at the incident. Where's the Rolex now? The police don't know where it is. Oh, it's just, it's just disappeared from a crime scene. A likely story. Christopher Alder chokes on his own blood on the floor of a police station, surrounded by police officers making monkey noises. No one has gone to prison for that. John Charles de Menezes, the Met Police press office, immediately afterwards says that he was evading arrest, that, he was, that it was part of a legitimate anti-terror operation. We now know that's not what happened. There is a long, long list mm -hmm. of the police lying about things, and not just lying about things that are sort of quite trivial, literally lying about shooting people dead in the street. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why we still unquestionably, the, pre the, the, the any police force press office puts something out. I mean, fucking Wayne Cousins. Come, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I, well, what about what happened during the Black Lives Matter protests? I mean, there was so much footage of that going around social media. And there was this sort of blanket statement from the Met Police, like, no, the activists were being violent. They were not. They were, you know, that weird story about the horse that charged a load of protesters oh, yeah. and they claimed that activists had set the horse off. You could see from the footage that categorically had not happened. Yeah, I think any, you, we've been at protests, right? All of us have reported from protests and anyone who's been to a protest will know that the police, when they aren't being observed, when there aren't, you know, those people who walk around in high vis jest that are like legal observers, etc. When those people aren't there, great example I'm thinking of is the Sarah Everard yeah, vigil that you and I went to. Yeah. Um, 
elsewhere the police they take liberties they do not they do not act in in a legally acceptable fashion same at football matches you know pe- how many times have you watched someone just get like either filled in or pulled out of a crowd by a police officer mm. for, for not really doing Ava you would know about this as a diehard Everton fan how many times have you watched an Everton <laughs> fan being pulled pulled out of the terraces by the police well, when I've been in the vicinity of a stadium doing <laughs> other things <laughs> you'd engagement a meeting yeah. at the football ground <laughs> no you know I had actually quite a good experience with Staffordshire police recently Really? Would you like to talk about that? Shall I? Go ahead. It's Why up not? to you. Yeah. So I had some really, I mean, really bad messages were sent to me. They were so bad, threatening to come and hurt my family sort of thing. And um, the police have con- convicted him. He, he pled guilty last week and he's being sentenced next, next week. Due to that? It's a pretty big deal because it's, um, yeah, malicious communications. Please with Cheers. that. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Um, what are you hoping for in the sentencing? Um, well, he can get between, I think it's two months and 12 years. Wow. Mm. Is he going to go to prison? Sorry, is he going to go to prison? <laughs> is it? No, sorry, <laughs> I was, no, I was moving closer to the For microphone. That? <laughs> <laughs> Just abusing him on yeah. a daily oh. basis. Yeah. God, let um, him go, boys. <laughs> no, <laughs> free my man. Seriously, <laughs> seriously will, he go to, will he go to prison? Mm. Fucking yeah. hell. He was, in, he was in for quite a while, actually, uh, before that. It was also Well, because, like, you know, he was like, doing the whole like threatening to come and kill me thing. Yeah, the message <laughs> yeah, no, was horrific. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, police on the one hand, bad. Police also on the other hand, good. Well, you know, Met, bad. Staffordshire, yet to prove. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do some kind of exchange programme where the Staffordshire police come down to London and start policing here and we ship the Met police out to Staffordshire? Yeah, they are markedly but, nicer, I have to say. But then I think that's very London-centric <laughs> media bias for having to the people of Staffordshire. That doesn't seem fair to inflict that on anyone else. They have to deal with the Met, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just have to go feral and start being vigilantes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's an interesting thing there, isn't there? There's a difference between um, being on the rece- the receiving end of the policing and being the the I don't know what the the right language is. Is it the client of the police being a, basically being a victim of a crime? Do you know what I mean? Rather than the perpetrator mm-hmm. or suspected perpetrator and the way and the way they treat you, I guess. Um, you treat these as a service. Yeah. Hmm. It's also I think maybe it's around the subjectivity that there is with policing. Like I mean. You could, you know, like you kind of like watch old like American movies and the police can just literally do you on like a DUI just because they didn't like you or they could like, you know, find you have, having your tail light out just because they just don't like the sight of you or whatever. I mean, it's kind of what happens here, right? It's like it's basically it's your discretion. If a police officer decides that you've pissed him off, he could prosecute you mm. or attempt to. Mm. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. And we talked about it before about the army. Do you remember? Uh, remind me. We had this discussion about when you're in the army, you've got this kind of duty of service and you're more loyal to it. Whereas the people who didn't get into the army go to the police. And so there's no uh, one kind of right. keeping them in check. Mm. I see. And so you basically end up sometimes with quite violent people, Wayne Cousins, you know, <laughs> policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the other thing, you know, we talk, we, we've talked about the police lying, right? Cousins kind of lied because he obviously, um, he apprehended Sarah Everard under false circumstances. But... What on earth? He had he had that extensive record of like exposing himself in public, yeah. right? That there and there are other police officers where that's been the case. And the question that gets raised is why on earth was that not dealt with in advance? I mean, Ed, you listened to that um, that select committee right when the Casey report mm-hmm. came out. That dealt with some of the stuff that was spoken about that we're talking about now. What was the what was the kind of view of Baroness Casey? Yeah, Baroness Casey's idea was basically this is 
a fucking rotten institution that cannot probably cannot be saved without was, serious intrinsic. Was that the exact wording of the parliamentary? Yeah, report? it was, extra- it was extraordinary. <laughs> it, was, it was a parliamentary first. Um, but basically, she made the point: it's institutionally racist, homophobic, all the phobics, etc. They're vile to each other. The phobics, being they're vile to the public. Yeah, ticked off. They're vile, like it's institutional. It's it, all the reports have been done since since the eighties or the seventies have been accurate, and nothing's been done about them I think it's it it, but then things like well maybe maybe with the exception of Staffordshire police I think probably you, you any story about police force the police force is in the police forces are in the news it's, and it's never like great job guys for your you finally caught all the pedos which we would we would <laughs> widely celebrate, celebrate. Yeah, we'll celebrate that it's like oh this horrific thing has happened and it's intro. an institutional it's an institutional problem in these things, I just don't. And I don't really think until there's a mass reckoning, a mass public appetite to really engage with the police as an institution, as to like genuinely change it. I think there's nothing will happen. I guess that's the, my sort of question here around what happened in Ely, uh, in in Cardiff, which actually is an area I'm familiar with, having gone there to university. I my my days as a university nightclub promoter I promoted a warehouse rave in Ely so I'm quite familiar with it Splot Warehouse um, shout out but I don't it's a it's a very poor area mm-hmm. like there's no there's no two ways about it it's working class um, there's significant proportion of the population are ethnic minority and I think you have to ask the question why did 150 people riot why was there if if first of all if they believed like uh, the initial version of events right was that the that there wasn't a police chase but for some reason the crowd believed that there had been now obviously the reason why is because it had happened that's why they thought it but why were they why were 150 people so ready to accept that version of events and why was their response to throw fireworks at the police burn out cars and assault police officers that's not something that happens in isolation that's something that happens in a context of the way the police is acting in that community mm-hmm. If 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 they had a if they had a great repu- re- um, relationship with South Wales Police, I can't imagine that their immediate response would be to start throwing fireworks at them. Um, I think that's a that's an important question mm-hmm. that should be asked around that. That bizarre, li- I mean, it must be so wild that in your your area, your local area, an incident happens. You believe a certain chain of events has occurred because that's what you've experienced, and then on the national media. The police are, t- are telling you something completely different happened. They're telling the nation mm-hmm. something else happened, and it means the entire event goes up for debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must be maddening. It's, ma- yeah, it's yeah. making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gaslighting mm-hmm. that's involved in that is extraordinary. What about more broadly? Do we think about the about rioting as legit as a legitimate form of political expression? Do you think it goes beyond? Do you think it's acceptable for people to riot? I think there, there's an interesting discussion about the respectability politics of protest mm. about people criticise well things like Just Stop Oil or Extinction Rebellion etc for being more disruptive than people would like um, I think of people would talk about well, why can't they just do a protest, why can't they just hold a banner why do they have to stop me going on the motorway, why do they have to do a slow slow walk through the middle of central London and there's a, a good, fr- I'm going to butcher the actual phrase of this but Audrey Lord made a point about you can't use the master's tools to tear down his house or something like that Essentially, meaning sounds good. Regardless yeah, it was great. If that's right or not? Well, if, if, if that's not Audrey Lord, that's Ed Campbell. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, essentially, because essentially, meaning the master can't dictate what you're going to. He can't say, "Well, 
fair is fair. You have to. Just, I can dictate exactly what you can use to protest mm. the institutions, especially when it comes to things like on such an existential level, like like climate change or your like community's relationship to the wider socio-economic status of Britain. You can't. It's. I, I think it's. It's an interesting point about. Um, although it's distasteful, it's distasteful, or people people perceive it as distasteful, but those people will never be in those circumstances where they're forced into that situation to yeah. riot. Well, you can't just phone it in to like a, like you couldn't phone up the Today programme on the BBC and say, oh, I've got, you know, head of climate, you know, Lord Tableton. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing in front of you that's got me all red. Yeah. Or a pint glass. George Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Lord George camera rig and lighting. <laughs> yeah, Lord Paper Hosen is on the line. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to give him the eight ten, the coveted slot. Mm. Clear the clear the way. He's gonna he's gonna speak. Whereas if you're you know head of an institution, you're in the government or you're in the police, you're guaranteed that slot if you ring them up and you say you've got a story. So what do you have to do? Obviously, you have to go and disrupt a motorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, sort of Tony Benn used to talk about this mostly in relation to sort of G seven G eight protests and you know escalating violence at those protests back in the early noughties, right? Um, anarchists, anti-capitalists, etc., sort of smashing up town centres and putting bricks through windows. And his... Uh, I don't know if I can go as far as to say that he thought it was a sort of legitimate act of political protest, but his point was essentially, if you don't listen to these people, if you don't listen to their regular protests, eventually they're going to start throwing bricks through yeah. windows because if you're not listening to them otherwise, it's, it, it kind of ends up being the only legitimate outlet that these that, that people have in the same way, I guess what happened in Cardiff is the same. You mm. know, um, you sort of end up in a situation where rioting becomes the only way people feel they can be heard. What's the, the uh, there's that rage lyric, isn't there? Like a riot is the rhyme of the unheard. It's just it's what you end up. I think you're doing. the only regular rage against the machine. Listen, that's not true. Mm. Or many, many of the three of us. Uh, <laughs> You'd yeah. been the only guy cheering in that royal blood cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm clapping. Yeah. I hate Niall Horan and Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> Niall Horan, actually, friend of Joe. So, uh, you know, take, take that away. Take that out of Lewis your mouth. Lewis Capaldi is not. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi secured the Pirate Tenants collab. Yeah. That we were discussing on the YouTube comments last last week. Yeah, I think importantly, if you know Lewis Capaldi or you have any form of social media account, spam him and get him to give Ed the T-shirt. Okay. Yeah, we class. Can yeah. you explain for people that aren't familiar with Scottish culture what that is? Oh, they don't know about the biggest collab in Scottish culture. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. I'm sour and Hamza Yusuf. Tenants is a lager brewed in Glasgow. No, I think people knew that bit, yeah. Okay, well, that, you asked for both. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you're treating the audience... Fuck off. <laughs> you're treating the audience like an idiot, not me. <laughs> and Pyatt is a streetwear ba- brand based in Edinburgh, which makes really sick clothes, big fan. Can we just talk about the drip? on those t-shirts because oh, it was electric huge. wasn't it and they, they, they combined for a, a collab that was at you could only get it in person at an event at Voodoo Rooms in Edinburgh at 7pm on Saturday and I asked my sister to go and get me one and uh, she did not but in fact I didn't ask that I gave her no other details mm. she said do you think Capaldi was there Capaldi was oh, not no there way. obviously he, not well, actually, might, he was in Capaldi Dundee on queue. Sunday so they probably gave, I imagine they gave Smart it to him ahead marketing, of time yeah, dish but, it he was also, but he was wearing it I imagine they gave it to him ahead of time. (laughs) What was that for? (laughs) That was unnecessary. (laughs) When did you become part of their PR team? (laughs) No. (laughs) Right now, yeah. You've given them a lot. You've given them a lot. Uh, So so I'm I'm expecting a care package to drop anytime soon. Oh, I get it now. I love pie pie, (laughs) tea and tenants both. I love both of them. And um, please send us one. Yeah, definitely. Send us two, three. Do you want one? 
What is it to do with the football or something? No. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, to get back on track then, we're talking about um, rioting as legitimate political expression. And it comes back to this point. I saw David Davis in um, the New Statesman at the weekend saying that people sort of pro- within, tied up within protest. People have the right to protest and also the right to disrupt. Like, what is the point of a protest if it is not disrupting? And uh, then Just Stop Oil sort of crashed the prem- rugby premiership final. They're attacking the working man once again. <laughs> once again. No, if it wasn't the crucible, <laughs> no, it is Twickenham. Um, just, a, just a word on London this weekend as well, because I was on my way into town to go for some drinks, and um, there was like this ungodly concoction of um, Twickenham <laughs> summoning them. The, the, the Twickenham Jeans and Shoes Brigade, S-H-E-U-X, shoes, um, brown shoes. Then there was the Luton and Cov fans going to Wembley for the playoff final. And then in between those two groups of people, if you picture them in your heads, then I want you to picture like uh, an army of teenage boys and girls dressed as comic book characters for Comic-Con. And watching all of these people kind of intermingle with each other at, uh, in central London was a sight to behold. Uh, it's a beautiful tapestry of modern Britain. Mm. It actually probably is. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got like university prospectus? Like we attract everyone. Do you think Just Stop Oil made um, the rugby premiership final more popular? Do you think more people have heard about it as a result of it? Yeah, I think, I think rugby, hardly anyone... I like rugby, but I didn't know the, rug, the premiership final was on this weekend. Ava, as our barometer of a normal person, did you know the rugby was on this weekend? I did not know the rugby was on this weekend, but that's probably because I'm dating someone now who doesn't play rugby. And that used to be my signifier. Is, is it the first time? Yeah, that, that used to be my <laughs> signifier for any sporting event. I know they're at the rugby. <laughs> oh, is today? Is that the rugby? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm changing my view of Just Stop Oil slowly. I think they're getting better at securing outrageous amounts of media coverage without really disrupting anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, the, well, we all saw clips of, or I saw a clip at least, of the um, crowd shouting wanker at the protesters. And so oh, at the rugby? Yeah, yeah, and so you, yeah. Yeah, they, they chucked pints and, on and it so, as so, he came so out you the see, So you're like, what are they doing? Oh, Just Stop Oil. Oh, what's Just Stop Oil? And then you begin the trade. Oh, maybe, maybe they're right about Just Stopping Oil. Maybe I'll get involved. It's, it's doing their, their maybe tactics. Maybe I'll get involved. Yeah, the sort of people who go to rugby at No, it's not, the, it's, not, it's not the crowd. Oh, I didn't yeah. mean the crowd. Well, maybe them. Maybe they, maybe they would I don't, do. They were booing. I don't think they, they were. were. Oh, I, well, maybe there's one environmental. Booing? You know who weren't booing? Chelsea Flower Show. They liked it. Did they? When you panned out, there was another video and they were clapping. Were they? It was this quite... I'm sorry, the only one I've seen, they're like, security! Yeah, 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 that was the first one, and she's like using the hose. Then there's another video where it's panned out, and they're like... That'll that's solve the, it. That'll that's solve the, the gracious clapping that they do at Chelsea yeah. Flower Show. No, I think, I think just the pool are getting better. I think they've sort of, they're still sort of, they're getting shitloads of media attention with this, with like big, big set piece stunts, but it's less disruptive to normal people, right? They're, they're targeting people who go to Chelsea Flower Show, i.e. freaks, Pe- no, people, don't say that. People, That's, no, I'm only getting protective because my dad dropped on me the other day. Here we go. My dad is like this, like London geezer, like, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, I'd quite like to go to the Chelsea Flower Show," and I was like, "Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> Words people love it. I never thought you'd say. So yeah, I'm sorry, Ava's dad, but I think you might be a freak for, freak. Wanting, to, for wanting to do that. He'll kill you. Yeah, I suspect he probably will. <laughs> He's twice um, the size of you. Yeah, and then and then also. The people at the Premiership Rugby Final at Twickenham. Again, Seal freaks. Sharks fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Saracens fr- freaks. You know, they're, 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 not, they're not in the same way, you know, than they were shutting down, like, the Dartford Crossing. Mm-hmm. And that obviously has, like, a huge swathe of people that it affects. Um, I think they're getting smarter with it. 
I, I just wish I knew what they were going to say. Oh, sorry, I wish they knew what they were going to say when the stunt was done. Like, it always feels like they do the big stunt, and then this kind of awkward silence, and then someone just shouts, we're opening oil fields! <laughs> no one gets it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. why don't you say things like... I think it's probably, they're quite, quite flustered, aren't they, in that moment? Well, I think we need the better adrenaline. training. If, if, you, if you're running towards 30 men whose job it is to hit each other quite hard. Didn't then you have, you said better training, right? For just, a, you have quite a good anecdote, don't you, about a Just Stop Oil training workshop that was... Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> it's great. This is also, uh, oh well. My friend you don't have this, to name people. No, 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 I won't. But my friend who this happened to doesn't have a podcast. So uh, mm. it, this, is, this is his platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'll credit him next week if he wants me to. Yeah. But um, a friend who's a reporter was tasked with um, infiltrating Just Stop Oil or a similar kind of environmental group they were having an open day almost in Westminster like they had lots of they had lots of stalls etc and he went along to I, th I think it was just a boil went along there and said oh I'd like to I'd like to join and they said great come to this training session in I think it was in a like a, um, a shipping container in East London and they had <laughs> there was 14 people there so my friend went along he went in costume he was wearing like walking boots like horrible trousers, etc. You're moving as if you had like those sticks that you walk. With probably as well. did. Yeah, <laughs> walked in yeah. through East London. Walked in, fitting the part. <laughs> and so he said they had to do like lots of like role play stuff. Like they'd pretend, say it was Ollie and I. Ollie would pretend to be an angry driver, and I would pretend to be sitting on the ground blocking the road. And it was like trying to get you in the mindset of whatever. So my friend goes back to the. Do you want to do, do that now? No. Yeah, yeah, try. <laughs> get out of fucking road! No. That was good. <laughs> so, like that. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, but then he goes back to the outlet that he works for, and I don't know why, but the story was delayed. And in the intervening time, The Sun published the exact same story. One of their reporters had infiltrated Just a Boil and gone to one of their training events. But not just that, it was the exact same event that my friend <laughs> had been at. And not just that, the person that my friend had been doing the role play with was in fact the Sun reporter. No way. So there was two reporters, two <laughs> undercover reporters taking it up. So 14 people, two were journalists, and then it turns out there was a separate third reporter in the room as well. So three out of 14 of these people in this room, Jasper Oil's guerrilla training camp, it's were not, undercover reporters. God, he missed his deadline quite hard, didn't he? Yeah. It's not a bad way for um, sort of the proprietors of the Sun and the Mail and uh, other newspapers of that type to collapse those um, organisations by just infiltrating them with their undercover reporters, like the no, enemy within, if, just take them down. If, if, not really, because you're not, what are you going to prevent? Like, oh, well, now we know that they're not going to move out the road. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I um I attended I I bumped into a just a poor slow march actually on Friday and Chris mm -hmm. pa Chris Packham was there I had a chat with him and um it was it didn't it didn't seem that it effectual to be honest with you they were sort of slow marching down the road and then the police were like escorting them and then the second I think I can't police need some kind of section twelve or something or other where they sort of immediately get like a block on the road and they're allowed to move them out of the way and then they just moved them onto the pavement and the traffic went past I feel like the police have kind of responded it was so ineffectual that we published a video of Chris Packham that went everywhere. Yeah, no. But and then he was on Times Radio and LBC and yeah, all the other brands. Yeah, yeah. But that was him 
talking about the right to protest. Yeah, but you it wasn't wouldn't have filmed him if you'd just protest. seen him walking around Trafalgar Square. Yeah, the, the, the goal isn't to get Chris Packham on telly. Yes, it is. Just stop oils. Oh, I suppose. I suppose it's it's get, just stop oils. It's, it's not their ultimate goal. Just what stop oils only goal. What was he on telly for? for? To talk about the slow march, to talk about the climate crisis. He was actually he was actually making a documentary about the right to protest, and he was being filmed by a Channel Four film crew for that documentary, and they filmed me interviewing him. Oh, that's so Channel Four. That's yeah. fun. Uh, well, I wouldn't have minded if I actually had a camera, but I was using my phone so I look like one of those sort of weird Westminster people that goes around like heckling MP I've got one more thing to say about Just a Boil I might have said it before say it I think it's really funny that they force people to defend ridiculous cultural institutions like the snooker like the sanctity of snooker like the sanctity of the the Gallagher Premiership rugby final these people people have worked long and hard to see their team Saracens (laughs) take on (laughs) sail sharks (laughs) (laughs) England will die without rugby union (laughs) Yeah, and the snooker as well. That's so, that's so true. Yeah, the sanctity of the bay is defiled once again by a crusty. Also, like, that's so rugby that they were shouting, like, oh, wanker. Like, wankers, wankers. Wanker. Here at HQ. Yeah. <laughs> you can't come here. How did they get it? Actually. <laughs> Easiest place for Just Stop All to sneak in because it's they're all the same, aren't they? They're all the same class. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of they us. They're going yeah. anyway. Oh, finally, we don't have to cosplay as a working <laughs> class person. Oh, <laughs> say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We have never had it so good. It's the Politics Show podcast. Um, okay then, so this is sort of a double-edged sword. There's millennials are ruining the Conservative Party, um, which is an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the Conservative Party have been ruining the lives of millennials for <laughs> the last 30 years, but we'll, we'll come on to that. And then also that that same generation of people will also inherit the most wealth in history. Ed, do you want to start us off by talking about the Conservative Party story and then we'll kind of, we'll take it from there and we'll figure out sort of how the inherited wealth develops. Before that, can I just point out that millennials are not aged between 17 and 35. Where did it say that? The Resolution Foundation predicts millennials, those aged between 17 and 35. Onwards, say it's 25 to 40. How old are millennials, Ava? Not 17 and 35. I don't think, yeah, I don't think sure. you can be 17 and a millennial. It definitely millennial, it starts... No, you're famously 96, Gen Z. No, 90... 
Ninety-two. Is, 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 is this just a typo? Is this no, 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 no. I think it is. I think it might be its disputed territory. Um, Can I just say it ends at ninety-six? That's when it ends. I actually, yeah, I know this because um, Johnny Mercer once told me in a pub that we were of the same generation, and I was so affronted by that that I went and looked up <laughs> the edges of what being a millennial was, and it's his age at the top and me at the bottom. Bottom edge, nearly of Johnny 30. Mercer. <laughs> yeah, the power bottom of Johnny Mercer. Um, <laughs> now, if you. If you want to, um, in future, when you're thinking about millennials, just think the top of the cohort, Johnny Mercer, bottom of the cohort, Ollie Dugmore. That's, that's, that's a little gift from me to everyone else. Then I'm not a millennial. Yeah, I, I'm three you're years younger than you. You're a Gen Z. No, I'm millennial. You are not a millennial. I'm 96. Yeah, Five you're years. a Gen Z. By your own parameters, Oh my fuck, is he Gen Z? He's Gen Z. <laughs> Can't you tell? Uh, I think you might have to leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing... Oh, so we can, we can come to you for the youth perspective on things now. Like. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, okay. Gen Z You guys have your millennial discussion. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Gen you can Z's. tell us that we're boomer fucks. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. And are you, you're you a millennial. I'm on the cusp. Okay. Borderline. Anyway, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, this <laughs> is completely, completely, completely pointless. <laughs> <laughs> millennials are not going conservative. There's a really interesting piece by John, bon John Byrne Murdoch in the FT not too long ago that shows that Traditionally, throughout all of history, as people have aged, they've become more conservative, right? It's that old, that old cliche saying, right, if you're young and not left-wing, you don't have a heart. If you're old and not right-wing, you don't have a head. And tale as old as time, people became more conservative as they aged. And I guess the thing you can figure out from that is as people got older, they accumulated more wealth. So they therefore had an interest in conserving the status quo and staying rich. I think, it's so facto, the fact that millennials aren't accruing wealth, aren't buying houses and generally speaking, a part of a wage class rather than an asset class, they have no interest in conserving the status quo. Why would you want things to remain the same if your life fucking sucks? Riddle me that. Onward. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking on onwards. Yeah, I'm taking, onwards I'm, ta I'm taking him on. But that, no, but that's the point, yeah. right? That, the think tank onward is saying that this poses an existential threat to the Conservative Party. And I don't know if it does, but nonetheless, it is interesting, isn't it? You yeah, know what it would be helpful is if someone who used to be a reporter started to be the director of Onward. Mm. That This could line him up quite well to become a Conservative MP. In the seat of? Selby. Specifically. Uh, we've um, bitched about Seb Payne uh, think, several times in this podcast. I think we've mentioned him in every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> brainworms. Seb, Friend Seb, of Payne, Seb Payne brainworms. But, um, yeah, he lives I mean, rent free, unlike me. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think the role of millennials is in politics, Ed? Because that's what Onward wants to talk about. What, what is the role of the millennial? I, th I, think, I, th I think it's interesting. The framing of it is interesting because I think it speaks to maybe a right-wing or, or certainly conservative opinion in that they are owed votes. Like, for however many decades, you got to a certain age and we made you rich and you voted for us and that was the deal. And almost instead of, like, looking inward and being... Not onward, looking inward. Uh, but, um, what have we done to betray? Like, wh why is this pact ended? Why is this social contract ended? And thinking, oh shit, maybe it's because we haven't made anyone rich, and these people will live in warehouses with ten strangers and bunk beds. Um, they're like, hang on, we're. Why aren't you holding up your side of the deal? We're we're trying to hold up ours. It's it's, the, it's quite hot dog car meme. <laughs> um, <laughs> Being like, What's that? It, it's so, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. I'm going to briefly oh. explain a sketch when I think you should leave, which is where a man, <laughs> there's a car crash in a clothes shop, and the car is a hot dog car, and a man wearing a hot dog costume <laughs> keeps going, whoever did this is going to be in big trouble. That's the meme. How old is he? 
Uh, he's Mill- in millennial. A, yeah, he's a millennial. Tim Robinson's a millennial. He's not forty-nine. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> this is this, this is derailed. <laughs> this is absolutely. <laughs> Whoever did this. Oh, exactly. Oh, we're all trying to find the person who derailed the podcast. No, completely. It's like, why would... It's, it's almost as if they're entitled, right? It's mm. like, these people should be voting Conservative. It's like, well, mm. If you don't actually offer anything that's going yeah. to improve the material conditions of those people, why would they vote for you? In fact, I'd go as far as to say that your party is waging political warfare mm. on that generation. With all sorts of things, whether it's tuition fees, whether it's the ability to buy a house, like... Let's just take that rather simple fact. If the, if you're not going to make their lives better, why would they vote for you? It's it, I I, I un, they surely understand this point because they relentlessly make the lives of pensioners better. <laughs> Can I hypothesise yeah. something? Shoot. Maybe it's kink. In what sense? Well, we're going to keep punishing you and oh. hurting you, and you're going to vote for us. Is that like this scene? Oh, you like that? More interest in your student loans? Yeah. Yeah. The, the sadomasochistic groups at large in the conservative party are like, well, everyone likes this. Yeah, queuing five hours for a doctor's appointment, are we? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I think there is. I I think <laughs> I'm going to try and make this like vaguely. I think there is a small. I think there's uh, there's political capital to be gained in doing that. I.e., um, within the context of the culture war, the sort of the conservative party base likes to read in the Daily Mail that. For example, graduates are having a hard time or that young people can't buy a home because they're like, yeah, fuck you. I have a home. You can't have a home. That, that That's crabs in the bucket mentality mm-hmm. of no one else is allowed to have anything nice. I've, I've got mine. You can't have anything else. Crab tries to climb out of the bucket and then the Daily Mail reader just pincers them and just... Pulls him down. I've never heard that analogy before. Crab in the bucket. I love that. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually it's scientifically proven. If you put a load of crabs in a bucket, you know, obviously they stack up on top of each other of one another. If one of the crabs successfully starts to maneuver itself out of the bucket, the other crabs will pull it back in. That's so great. It has absolutely no bearing on the other crabs, right? If the other one gets out, like if the other one gets out, it's not going to change their fortunes. It's just they just want to be like, no, fuck you, you can't have that. So they take it, they pull it back into the bucket come into the crab bucket i wonder if this will back <laughs> away from the crabs discussion back to the serious political discussion we were having before able to real and i wonder if eventually this will come back to bite the tories even more so in that you talk, talk yeah about, i mean you probably talk, not but you talk about you talk about you talk about like the daily meal reader they don't exist in a vacuum where they don't interact with young people they have children and so eventually they might be like, oh shit, why does my child not have, why don't I have grandkids? Is that like, because they don't, can't live by themselves, can't afford to that? Ed Campbell, I love you. <laughs> Great segue onto the next topic, Mike. Not another one. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. Millennial stand to, was it, what was it? Uh, I saw it on Forbes or something, a six, $60 trillion wealth tsunami or something. Was that, was that what it was? <laughs> That's coming your way. Yeah. Uh, not, but, ge- not as Gen Z's. Oh, though. I can't wait for that. I'm going to be so dry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to drown in all that money. Um, yeah, no. no I won't get it. No, I know that's what you were saying. I was. I was You're going to be what? Tsunamied? Yeah, I'm going to be buried under a mountain of cash. Um, no, it's the <laughs> fact that these baby boomers, right, they will eventually die. And because their homes have appreciated in value by like 10x, 20x <laughs> mm. in the time. They're very rich. And eventually their cash will pass to their children, mm-hmm. who probably will be about 60. But, you know, at least they'll get to buy a house then. They're all doing it, though, aren't they? They're all giving uh, gifted deposits to their 
children anyway. I think that's... They're all getting on the housing market. The problem is, the real issue that millennials have is the deposit. Because yeah. it's, it's... You've got a proven... I mean, I've got 10 years of proof that I can pay a considerable amount of money per, you know, each month on time. Sometimes I don't like, oh my God, I owe my Klarna. Sorry, it's just my... <laughs> 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 um, anyway. Do you want to sort that out now? They've got, they've got, they've got a proven track record that you can pay that every single month. Yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. is, is getting to the deposit mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. So Which... as I'm now pitching, any young man out there who would like to pay for my deposit... <laughs> <laughs> any cash pigs... <laughs> Or mine. Did, did, did you know what Ava would love if someone paid my deposit for a flat? That's my kink. Oh, yeah, pay Ed's deposit. Ooh. Can we just, Ed, do you have anything you'd like to add in this conversation about doms and subs? Is there anything you'd like to talk about here? Are you trying to get me to talk about something? Yeah, the paintball. Doms and subs. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, an event I'd quite like to go and report on, which is some dominatrixes have arranged... <laughs> A paintball match against their submissives, but the submissives don't get guns. <laughs> so it's just. It's just dominatrixes, probably nearly murdering. It's a serious police issue. <laughs> They'll lie about that as well! They'll fucking lie about that as well! They've got a shame! <laughs> They'll kill the subs. <laughs> You've got to put me in my misery! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what about that tax policy? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say? Should we just leave it there? Who else should, would you like to see in a one side? One side has one paintball th- guns. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's we get three Tory MPs and we and just like... This is a metaphor for Britain's housing market. Yeah. You have yeah. the paintball guns. These are your children. Don't they what? don't have guns. Have at Oh my it. God. <laughs> if they... If they <laughs> If they don't sign up for this, they're probably going to masturbate choking themselves anyway. What? <laughs> gone on! <laughs> this has gone left. This has gone so far fucking uh, left. Um, no, the MPs will only participate if they can like, choke themselves with a belt throughout. <laughs> Someone handing out free satsumas at the entrance they're of the paintball ground. <laughs> they're trying to get shot in the temple. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um... This has been the Politics Joe podcast. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening. Hopefully we'll see you on the next one, but after that, maybe not. Take care. Bye-bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.